Welcome to this podcast, The Road to Wellbeing. My name is Dr. Marjorie Kinney. Each episode, I'll be giving you simple exercises, activities, or tips that can help you take one step after the other on your own road to lasting mental strength and well-being. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this episode. So it's been a while since I've done a podcast again. Uh, <laughs> kids are back in school finally, for better or for worse, here in uh, near the Black Forest in Germany. So I have a bit more time and quiet. There's not always constantly bounciness here in the house. So today I'd like to introduce you, for those who haven't heard of it yet, or maybe just do um, a recap or refresher for those who do, the exercise of RAIN, and that's an abbreviation, R-A-I-N. RAIN stands for recognize, allow, investigate, and nurture. And it's been a, it's been around for decades, but I got to know it through the work of Tara Brock. And a couple, maybe maybe about a year ago, year and a half ago. And it is something I use now all the time on myself when I'm doing work on myself or dealing with difficult emotions. I use it with nearly all of my clients in one form or another. And it's just an exercise I just think is really, really great. Um, so RAIN can be used, the way I use it, is for clients and for myself when we're kind of dealing with a difficult feeling or emotion, kind of one of the yucky ones that we want to try and push away, that we don't really want to feel. I think that's something that we <laughs> we all do as humans is try really hard to avoid feeling the the icky emotions but as we all know those issues those long-term issues the ones that stick around they they embed themselves in your tissues so it's called the issues in your tissues it's a term used a lot uh kind of in the meditation world and what that means is every experience you have good or bad is in some way it is um, saved it's kind of um, downloaded into your body and the more you are able to really open up and investigate why you're feeling the way you are when you're feeling down or scared or anxious the more positive it is stored in your body so when we suppress things when we don't deal with them we end up dealing with that problem long-term in like a much more difficult way. So chronic illness or chronic stress. I recently have been going to the physical therapist and doing yoga classes too because of this tension in my shoulder and both my physical therapist and my yoga teacher kind of said the same thing. They're like, what aren't you dealing with? What are, what are you closing yourself up to? And so that was a time when I really had to reflect on myself, right? What is it that I am that I don't want to face? So I call it turning on the light. What is it that I'm afraid to turn on the light and look at? Rain. I'm going to there's many ways of doing with uh doing rain and 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 um 
feel free to look on the web. I especially respect and follow the work of Tara Brock, as I said. And I'll be quoting out of her book today. It's called Radical Compassion, Learning to Love Yourself in Your World with the Practice of Rain. And I recommend it to everybody. It's really great. But if you don't want to read it, that's why I'm here. <laughs> and I can walk you through the exercise today. So the practice of RAIN is really a style of self-compassion. So caring for yourself in a gentle and open, loving way. But that's, that's really allowing you to start the healing to do the work. So sometimes when we're we're dealing with negative emotions all the way to trauma sometimes it's not the right time to deal with it and in this while you're listening to this podcast if you're starting to get really strong reactions maybe your body starts to shake or you just become overwhelmingly uncomfortable then that's your body's way of telling you today just might not be the day to deal with this and then you need to stop the exercise you can open your eyes or walk around to get a glass of water, change your position. And and you can just respect that. And that's also self-care. Self-care is and self-compassion is really listening to yourself. Pushing yourself when it's a good time to push. That can be a very gentle push. And doing other kinds of self-care if this kind of intercognition work isn't the right activity for today. So you might want to switch over to behavioral self-care. You might want to take a bath or go on a walk or uh, work in the garden, right? So those things are also okay. And then if it is, if you do get kind of that green light today, pushing through is can be uncomfortable. I talk so much about mindfulness and meditation, and that isn't always easy stuff it's it's not in fact going the path of least resistance it's just being really aware of what's happening in your body and by that I mean your entire range of behavior thoughts and emotions what's going on and knowing that and learning this is definitely a learning process or it was for me that all emotions are neither good nor bad. They just are. So good emotions that are fleeting and they come and they go. And it's really nice to be aware of them and enjoy them. And the ones that we call negative emotions or difficult emotions are your body's way of telling you that you need some kind of care or that something's going on that needs attention. So it does. It's not always a painless process. It's not all rainbows and lollipops. Okay, so um, recognize, allow, investigate, and nurture. Recognize is recognizing what is happening right now. And I'm going to quote out of Tara's book right now. She writes, as you reflect on the situation, ask yourself, what is happening inside me right now? What sensations? Are you most aware of and what emotions, what thoughts? So I know sometimes I'll feel a physical reaction before I'll actually be able to register an emotion. The other day I felt myself kind of getting teary-eyed and I wasn't even sure what was going on yet. 
And sometimes you may know what's going on. Sometimes you might get an overwhelming feeling of anxiety or depression, sadness, and you know what it is. And then the question is, okay, what is it that I'm feeling? You can put a label on this. Ah, this is sadness. This is worry, anxiety. Might just be a feeling of being overwhelmed by life circumstances right now. So for me, it helps to kind of put a label on it and to really name what it is that's going on. The second step is to allow. And that is kind of this exercise of sitting with the emotion for at least 10 seconds is the neurological recommendation. So if you can really sit with something without trying to push it away, it becomes more accessible in your memory. And that's, that's good. It's good when you're sitting with really lovely moments and you want to remember it and you want to take that with you. And it's also good when you're trying to take the next step to get beyond a difficult moment in your life to just pause and just really feel it for a second. Can you sit with this? Can you even sit with it and be neutral or not judge it? What is this feeling like right now? I think Jack Cornfield said this, though I can't quite remember where I heard it. But I think it's a good one. You know, if you're if you're kind of getting a light green light here, kind of mixed light, where you're like, ah, I kind of want to do the work today, but I'm not sure. It's just feeling really overwhelming. Is can you sit next to it? Can you kind of symbolize what it is that you named and recognize, and kind of place it next to you? It's not within you, but it's next to you. It's also a milder variation and this is really that gentle questioning that probing into your readiness if you get a no here and it's a no because it's too much it's too overwhelming then today just might not be the right day for this brain exercise if it's a no because you're <laughs> trying to avoid something uncomfortable, that's something you have to ask yourself. Um, am I avoiding this again? Right? Or do I really have the strength and the resources to actually go ahead, go along this path? The third step is investigate. And then Investigation is always done, um, again, with that neutral attention. It's also, um, as Tara and others frequently point out, with a sense of curiosity. So curiosity is inherently neutral. But it's also a state of um, mind where you're driven to know more. Right? You want to, you are curious, you're active. And Tara writes, and, and for me personally, actually, this is the most difficult step. So here are some um, questions you can ask yourself. Uh, again, I'm quoting from, from the book, Radical Compassion. Some questions you can ask during the investigation period. 
and and don't, this doesn't have to be too cognitive, right? This can also be more of a body work. But what is the worst part of this? What most wants my attention? What is the most difficult or painful thing I am believing? And I'm not going to read all the questions. I'll read the ones that um, I refer to the most often. Where are my feelings about the strongest in my body? A lot of people will feel it in their throat or chest or belly. What are the feelings like? That is, felt sense of sensations such as clenched, raw, or hot. Here, my very favorite question, my go to question. If the most vulnerable, hurting part of me could communicate, what would it express? Words, feelings, or images? What does this part most need from me or from some larger source of love and wisdom? And what you need sometimes is can vary really dramatically. So the other morning, the other day, when I was just kind of getting teary eyed and trying to figure out what was going on, and I realized I felt kind of alone in the discussion I was having, or kind of attacked. And I was my defenses were were arising. And when I sat and did rain and realized, okay, I'm feeling what is it? I'm I'm feeling attacked. I'm feeling lonely could be with it I could feel it obviously I could feel it in my tears and I realized what I just needed was a hug like <laughs> for the person who I was talking to this to be like hey it's, you know hey it's okay we're here <laughs> this isn't a big deal right and I could feel that the weight of my whole week was coming with me in that conversation it wasn't just about the conversation it was about all the you know all the background noise and other things that had happened in a busy and sometimes stressful week and so sometimes it's I just need a hug. Sometimes it's I'm really overwhelmed. I need more more help in, in with household chores. I need a partner to to do more, to take over more work. The one I hear a lot is I need to be recognized or I I need recognition for the work I'm doing, whether that be as a parent or at work or as a partner, right? That someone recognizes all the things I'm doing every day. Sometimes it may be more physical. Maybe you're experiencing illness or physical pain and something more along those levels that you need relief, that you're overwhelmed by, you know, chronic pain and stress. I can, I find um, self-compassion is hard for most people it's a very it's a very difficult one we're very compassionate towards animals we're quite compassionate towards babies and younger children we're somewhat compassionate towards other adults and we are rarely compassionate toward ourselves it's kind of my <laughs> ranking in my my experience um also with a lot of clients if if you're asking yourself these questions and it's you're finding it difficult 
can help to kind of picture yourself as a small you, maybe a six-year-old or a four-year-old you who's suffering whatever it is that you're suffering through right now as well. And see that little child and what is it that they need right now? So it's your inner child, right? What does your inner child need? And if that visual helps to picture yourself, why is this emotion popping up right now? Do I need safety? Do I need the understanding that are the feeling of social security? My friends are here. I have friends who care about me. There are people around me who I can go to. Or financial security. Is that, is that what's missing right now? I don't have that feeling of financial security. You'll notice, especially in the last couple of examples I've given, sometimes what you need isn't something that you can get right away. And that's that's okay. That's part of it. I mean, if you had it right away, you might not be experiencing the difficult emotions that you are. While it doesn't immediately solve the problem, recognizing that you need, say, financial security, and that's what's causing you so much anxiety right now, That'll at least help you pinpoint where the anxiety is coming from. And that'll be, that can be the catalyst to get you to um, maybe make changes in your life that might help you, if you can, right? Everyone has their own circumstances to feel more security here. And even if that doesn't work, you can always take a moment and say, hey, anxiety and fear is a very healthy warning that our that our bodies are trying to take care of us at the very least you can pat yourself on the shoulder and say hey thank you for taking care of me thank you me for taking care of me i hear you so here in the investigate it's really about finding that that true vulnerability that one trigger point that's causing the, the heavy emotions and then we get to n which is nurture or as Tara Brock writes, nurture with loving presence. Nurture might be hard for some of you as well, but bear with me. Nurture is really being there for yourself. Again, you can use the imagery of a small child. Hey, I care for you. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm listening to you. I'm making space for myself, basically. To feel all the, as a wonderful colleague of mine says, the rainbow, the full rainbow of emotion, right? We are there for our children. We're there for our partners. We can be there for for ourselves and just statements like, hey, I really feel the worry. I feel the anxiety. I feel the sadness. I feel the pain. Again, patting yourself on the shoulder, giving yourself a hug, really wrapping your arms around yourself. Again, you could come back to the saying thank you to your own body for sending you these signals, saying, hey, this needs attention. Thank you. Thank you for for taking care of me. And I do a lot of kind of uh, during my hypnotherapy sessions, I may build in a caring, loving grandmother kind of figure into someone's healing space. If that helps you, great, you know. Kind of that warm, loving grandma who, <laughs> where you're always a twinkle in her eyes and she'll wrap you in, in her arms and give you a shoulder to cry on. 
And then, after you've done this exercise, you recognize and allow and investigate the nurture, right? Maybe just put a hand on your heart and say, oh, this hurts. And yeah, kind of that empathy, and empathy for yourself. So after the nurture, then it's important that you sit for a moment or two, right? I mentioned just sitting at least 10 minutes. Sit for a moment, please. Don't don't rush. Don't get up right away and bounce to your next activities. Sit and reflect on the work that you just did. I, I hesitated. I don't really want to use the word work, but the exercise you just did. Do you feel differently? Is there a place in your body that you feel differently? And before you started the rain, have you had any aha moments perhaps or come to recognize something that you hadn't realized was, was bothering you before. Maybe you're still feeling really open and, and vulnerable. Then take a moment and, and feel that too. We are really vulnerable as humans, right? And ironically enough, the, the more we open up, right? All of us including myself, right? That's why I was having those shoulder pains. We, we tend to make ourselves small and withdraw because we're afraid of, you know, wearing our hearts on our sleeves, so to say, and opening up. But the more we open up, the less vulnerable we become. This is something I've really learned for myself uh, in the past couple of years. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to tell people, this is too much for me. And it's okay to tell that to yourself. And actually, the more you bring it into the light, the easier it is to deal with and the more help you can get from other people. So while our instinct may tell us to withdraw, you can fight that and bring it to the open. Uh, there's just kind of a, a lightness that comes into the heaviest of our problems. Yeah, this is, this is, um, give yourself time with this this exercise, it took me quite a long time to really understand it. I had to practice it many times and um, reread part, parts of the book many times. So, you know, you might want to repeat this podcast or um, read the book or find other sources to hone in a bit more on, on the finesse, on the finite parts of this. So please feel free. And I'd really... You know, I've been getting some really, really lovely emails. They really brighten up my day. Uh, comments on the podcast and requests. And, and if you'd like to write me and share your experience of your reign, I'd, I'd love to hear about it. Uh, speaking about emails, I, I keep meaning to mention this and keep forgetting since I haven't been doing the podcast as regularly as I had hoped to with Corona. Um, several people have asked me if they can do private, I do, I'm a holistic mental health coach, right, and a clinical psychologist. I also do hypnotherapy. Um, I've gotten a few emails uh, whether I can do online sessions or telephone sessions with people. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'd love to, yeah. Yeah, just write me an email. Just Google me, you'll find me on the web. Yeah, take care, everybody. Um, be gentle on yourselves. Be gentle on those around you. 